ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the Mountain Jew Review. Today, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Comatose. That's me. We got, we got a, probably my absolute top three favorite guys in Omaha here. Not just artist-wise, but people-wise. So I'm... <laughs> I'm super excited for this episode. Um, it might be a little longer than the rest, so bear with us, but it is going to be a good one, a fun one. Sam has had an interesting career. Old Comatose here has been through the loops on all kinds of things. He's uh, been around for a while. Um, in fact, I'm actually honestly excited because he is the first guest older than me. Oh, man. Put me on blast. Well, I'm young, so that's good. But okay. he's the first one that got a little bit of time on me compared to some of the other ones. So he will reference some um, things, things that are a bit older than me, maybe a little bit out of my my knowledge. But it's all about learning, right? Right. So that's going to be the fun part here. Um, he got a better head than my head. Mine's bearded. His is handsome. And I remember the first time I seen this guy perform, and then it was just. So when you bitch about a mask and he can perform a 30 minute set in that thing, don't cry about shopping with a mask on, all right? You little bitches. You know, I, I don't want to hear that no more. So enough with the political stuff. We're going to dive right in, Sam. Okay. Come us. Tell me, where are you from? Where do you grow up? Right here, Omaha, Nebraska. All right. So again, I think this is uh, everyone so far grew up here. Not Southern born here, but oh, you're an SOB. 16th and Benton. A handsome SOB. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. So, uh, what school did you go to then? I'm going to guess South, but I might be wrong. You're you're 100% correct. All right. South High. Graduated? No. No? If you're a true musician, you don't graduate high school. High school dropout. Rock on. <laughs> I graduated, but, you know, I can't rub that in. It's I fine. Became I got my GED. It's fine. Went to college afterwards. Oh, so my next question, Mr. Nostradamus here. Nostracomatomus. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I don't rap, guys. I'm not good with words. Me neither. <laughs> Fucker. Um, so what you uh, go to college for then? Graphic art design. All right. You're not very good at it. Okay, I'm lying. You're really good at it. <laughs> Obviously, I mean. Well, I didn't design that one. No. This one I did, that one. Well, you kind of stole it. Oh yeah, borrowed, lifted. It's fine. Paid homage. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't actually draw that though. No. Well, that's good. So I, I hired someone to do that one. It's still his. It is. It's still mine. You hired somebody to steal somebody else's shit. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> do you know who Killator is of Corpse Circus? I do not. Okay. Well, he was doing like he would take any of the Joker's cards. And turn and into however you wanted to flip it, he would flip it. He showed like a bunch of oh, different okay. versions, and I was like, "Well, shit, I want okay. Comatose one." This is CTV on. So he's like, "All right, I got you." Two days later, he came back with it. So I was like, "Fucking sweet." I like it. I always wondered how this one came about. This is actually my most recent Comatose shirt, bought on my birthday concert of Cody Manson, which was an awesome set, a nice visual set. Thank you. Like that was see again. Um, Back to Mr. Gates, every time somebody performs live, it's a different type of set. It makes you get engaged. Every time I've seen Comatose perform, it has been 100% different. Even when this man performed in my backyard and called me out for every song I 
made them sing. It was a different... <laughs> and I, I get to take credit for having him throw one of those songs he's never performed into a live set. So I'm proud of that one. Yep. But, so, going back to your graphic arts and designs. You worked at the hospital. Yeah, I did. And... Last week. Were you a graphic arts and designer for the hospital? No, I worked in radiology. I worked in radiology. So you're not you're not really working with your college degree? No. There there there's a a great most people. There's a great dichotomy of um, I was once dating the lead graphic designer of the entire Pomida Corporation. And I was working at Blue Cross Blue Shield at the time. I was making three dollars an hour. Pomida is the super small town Walmart's guys, Mm -hmm. if you didn't know what Pomida was. I was making more money than her at Blue Cross Blue Shield, not doing graphic art design, as she was the corporate lead for the entire Pomida. That's insane. So I was like, yeah, this might not pay too well. This is a worthless degree. And there's quite a few of them guys. Please do not mislead yourself thinking that college degrees go anywhere. No, and, um, and my, my graphic art design teacher was like, the money to be made is in freelance. So, and it's yep. true. And it really is. It's true. I mean, I went to trade. I'm part of a union, but I'll tell you, when I do work on my own, is always the best. For sure. You know, and, and it feeds your family. You know, you got to learn something that you can always fall back on that'll feed your family. That's not just flipping burgers. And if you flip burgers, that's cool, too. Because burgers are delicious. And... Especially when they're from Danny's Bar Group, because I really like them and I like their potatoes. Shout outs. Half price Monday dinners. They got like 17 choices of uh, potatoes, 70 second Blondo, free advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. Um, so, Kobatos, how'd you get started into music then if you're uh, into graphic arts? Let's wind the clock way back. So in high school, my freshman, well actually no, let's go back to fifth grade. Um, Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Probably 1989, guys. I might not be far from the truth. Holy shit. Um, In fifth grade, I used to take DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince songs, and I would write them out. And then I would take out certain phrases, certain words, certain places, and put them in with my names, my friends, places in Omaha, and rap those. Yep. And back then, I was in a crew with uh, three other kids. My name back then was Slick S. Fifth grade crew, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a Double D, Special L, and I don't remember the other kid's name. He was black. Uh, black short kid. Uh, I know his real name was Roderick. That's all I remember. But yeah, we, we were a rap crew back in fifth grade. Nice. But then, I mean, the real the first time I ever like actually recorded anything, I was in sophomore year. Uh, kid I was working with, uh, Chris Shu. Chris Shu, if you're watching, shout outs. Um, I was writing lyrics. He's like, what do you write? And I was like, oh, just, just some shit. And it was, my shit's always been dark. Like, ever since I heard Nightmare on My Street, I've always incorporated horror movies and shit. By the way, if you guys didn't pre-order the uglier and missed out on that, you guys suck. It is... I finally spoiled it. I have kept that secret since I bought that CD. And if you're watching this, you get that little bit of spoiler. Yeah. Sorry, Comatose. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's been... The wait's been long enough for me to tell them... It's been since January. Tell them that they sucked on missing out on one of the greatest remakes of all time. Beat out Tony Hawk, so... <laughs> take that credit. 
Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, sophomore year, dude was checking out what I was writing, and he's like, "Well, I can record you." I was like, "You make tapes?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Actual so, tapes, too, guys. Yeah, like, not, 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 I've heard all these people on your show talk about tapes. Yeah. And I laugh, and I'm like, y'all ain't dropping tapes. Y'all are dropping files. <laughs> Calling them tapes. <laughs> I had an actual rewind tape that you put in a cassette player. Hey, this is how you rewound it. Yeah. <laughs> your cassette player broke. You could put it in a pencil and swing it around or rewind it. Um, but yeah, he had a karaoke machine. Did not have a microphone. He had an old handheld set handphone. Ah. He took the bottom part out and just wired it into the karaoke <laughs> machine, and we held the bottom of the phone rapping. Nice. First time in a, first time I was 16, 17. I almost got excited hoping you were going to tell me it was a talk boy. No, it wasn't a talk boy. <laughs> I could just picture young comb toes rapping into a talk boy, slow playing it back, first auto tune dropping. Nah, how old would I have been when Home Alone 2 came out? I'd probably been, I don't know, 20? Somewhere around there, maybe? I'm just guessing. I have no idea when that movie came out. 92. Okay, never mind. I was 13. Okay. Because I like... Yeah, they were out. I like 8 or 9. Yeah. Maybe 94, somewhere around there. It wasn't okay. very old. No. I, mean, I wasn't a teenager by any means. I know that. Just a, just a phone and a carrier. Because I jealous my brother got So then... Okay, recording on actual, so when was your first professional recording? I've never had a professional recording. Well, so, clearly. I made everything myself. Clearly, if you listen to his music, you can tell. Actually, actually it's not true. Actually, it's not true. I went to Rainbow Studios once in my life. Okay. That, that was uh, with Mike Fantastic and Arson Train. Uh, we went to Rainbow Studios. Mike fucking Fantastic Man. Fantastic Man, he's handsome. More handsome than me. He is too. Um, and when you see him kissing, that was a waste of money that I learned. Uh, the guy, Jace, if you're watching, you suck at mixing and mastering. Oh, fuck. Gonna call you out right now because I played your mix and master versus my mix and master that I recorded at home. And like seven out of ten people picked my mix and master over yours. So, yeah. Placebo effect. Yeah, it was a blind taste test. I'm like, which one of these two versions sound different or sound better? Which one's Coke and Pepsi? Well, neither one went up my nose, so they're all cola. There you go. See? That's bad. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. That's how you don't ever become... Well, I mean, you can do drugs, do them in moderation, put other shit forward, like your rent bills and kids. Face. Don't, don't go out on tangents where you're not going to come back. <laughs> I don't support that, but I mean, if you're going to do drugs, do them responsibly. That's fine. So, okay, let me let me flip the question a little better. Instead of asking when you first got ripped off, <laughs> I'm gonna ask when did you first record it on professional style equipment that wasn't a microphone attached to a karaoke machine? Uh, where you actually had a master, okay. not a bootleg tape. CD then? What'd you say? Well, I mean, you could have master for cassettes, but... You could. Um, I bought a digital audio workstation when I was 21, 22. It was an $800 Boss BR-8. had 64 tracks on it. That's probably like $3,200 nowadays from... No. I mean, yeah, probably. Because you know, $800 in 2000. Yeah, just do the math. 21 you know, years. All the difference is... is 
gas prices. For sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was the first thing I bought. I bought a I had a zip drive and virtual digital tracks. Built an effects board. And just so you know, this is for you younger generation. This is before the internet really started popping and started getting big. Everything was Yahoo, GeoCities, and AngelFire. You know, that I always chuckle because Comatose got a song about hitting a chick up on AIM. That's ages, my era, bro. Ages of well. <laughs> That's my era. I don't think you're supposed to laugh during that song, but I sure think. It's fine. I, uh, so this is why you can't reference technology and songs because it definitely dates it. Channel name, plan to maim and fight her to my domain. See, he even knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you bought your first actual professional equipment. Yes. A uh, drum machine, a uh, sampler, and the BR. All right. The and then, and so for people that may not know, is this when Cryptic started forming? Or? Uh, Cryptic was just right before that. Because okay. Actually, before that, we were recording the bootleg karaoke style shit on tapes. And I would I record my stuff, mail the tape to New York. John would do his stuff, mail the tape back. And then I would take that and put it on one tape. So there's like four generations of hiss already. Because, you know, record, 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 yep. record. Um, and then you know, we, we we were called Asylum at the time. We had a third member. Uh, that guy was stealing people's money. He told a bunch of lies, so we kicked him to the side. I was like, we really need to step this up. So John bought a BR-8. I bought a BR-8. So that way we just take our zip drives and send the zip drives back and forth. So yeah, it was it was digit. We were we were collaborating on the internet before collabing on the internet was a thing. We were mailing them back and forth. When I say the myth, the man, the legend, I don't lie when I talk about. Gold. <laughs> Thanks, bud. So, and if you don't know the meme, it's hashtag Sam's the fucking man. So, you learn it, love it, live it. Thanks. Appreciate that. So then, when did you first start getting into your kind of darker part of what you call the SKR years? And for audiences that don't know, that's an independent record label called Serial Killer Records, and they have some independent hardcore artists, and Comatose was a part of it. I was. Um, I was doing Cutthroat for a while, and the last record I did on Cutthroat was Among the Dead, which was Creepy X, Ruckus, and myself as a trio. Which is on Spotify, by the way. It is, because people are asking for it, but fuck it. And I've been, I've been digging the shit out of it, because... Older Sam is very interesting. Thank you. Very interesting. Thank you. Um, and then the problem with that was is that's when like everyone was doing aim share 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 filing. Not not even Napster. Napster wasn't even a thing yet. People were just sending records to each other on AIM. AOL Instant Messenger. Sorry. Yeah, I'm old. AOL Instant Messenger. Um, so like I, I back in the day you'd press up two hundred copies. That's like the bare minimum. So I'd sell 50, 60, 70 copies. And then I'd have people send me messages like, oh, I'm on the desk, great, when are you guys gonna do another record? And I'm like, when the I, don't, souls. I don't remember sending you a record. I don't remember sending you a record. I don't remember sending you a record. Oh, you're getting pirated. Oh yeah, big time. And I'm like, fuck this. I don't want, I don't want to do this anymore because it costs me money I don't have to make these records for you to buy. That's why it's very important to buy records. 
And when Comatosis drops Greasy Strangler and says, name your price, and he puts it on Facebook and says free, that does not mean free. That means name your price. Pay the man. The shit ain't... Just because it's not a physical still don't mean his time ain't worth it. I mean, whatever you want to do, it's fine. I put it up Everything's there, fine. I put it's it up fine. there as name your price because, truly, it's, if you want it for free, cool. If you don't, I will put the dollar price tag up there. So, um, Yeah, so I, basically I just, people were bootlegging my shit too much, so I quit. And SKR, Razakel, she was the most popular artist. Yep. She's, she's got me tattooed on her forearm. Ooh. And she was all like... Why aren't you making records no more? I mean, I'm just tired of the game and blah, blah, blah. It's like, why don't you come to SKR? It's like, well, what are you guys going to do for me that I can't do? Oh, we'll press your records up for you. We'll mix, we'll master. We'll get you on tours. If you need help funding videos, we'll do that. I was like, fuck it. That's not on my dime. Yeah. That's the thing that was stopping me from doing it. Fuck it, let's go. So that's how I got, that's how I got an SKR. I was invited on by, by Resica. Nice. Then you were there for a while. Uh, five or six years? Yep. Around there? Yeah, a couple albums come out on there. Yep. Um, in fact, one of them you remade. Yes. Which kind of, I it was my favorite album to begin with, and then all of a sudden it disappeared, and I couldn't figure out why it disappeared. I can and, tell you. And if you don't know Comatose, sometimes the some bitch is a little secretive about shit, and when he does that, it kind of holds it in, and even I don't get information out of him and have to wait for the surprise. And so... Once he redropped the uglier and it come out as the way it did, I was not unhappy about it. Well, good. I'm glad it didn't George Lucas my own shit. You, well, you did, but, but you did you did it the way he meant to do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because George Lucas didn't mean to do any harm to his film. He thought it was going to make it better, but the problem is he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Eh, I mean, that's up for debate. But this isn't Star Wars talk. We could, we could get into that, but we're not going to. Oh, I already I know. Just, I just somebody agree. watches kids' Star Wars, it calls it canon, so we're not even diving into that one. Wow. I, uh, children's show. Dave Filoni is God. I, I believe I once quoted something to you from a child's movie, and you looked at me and said, I'm a fucking adult, Adam. I don't know that. So I'm True sorry. Story. When you quote Clone Wars, the cartoons to me, I'm sorry, Comatose. Uh, I'm a fucking adult. Okay. Fair enough. And that's the only time in the life you'll hear me say I'm an adult, because I'm a big kid. I'm about to say, Mandalorian's got shit from Clone Wars in it, and Mandalorian's the greatest thing to happen, so. Meh. You know, it's fine. Everything's fine. It is fine. It's super fine. So, when you left SKR and went back to Cutthroat, what was your thing behind that? Without getting too political and too cutthroat. Well, I can't. I can't. <laughs> say, I can't say the reason unless we're gonna get political and cutthroat. I mean, you know, um, basically saying, you got you got screwed over. No, no, okay. not at all. Um, other people left SKR because they weren't getting paid. I was getting paid. I was getting paid. Um, I left for personal reasons, just because I found out the way the label heads were in real life. Oh. Uh, nice. the, the way they are and the way they portray themselves online is completely different from the way they are in person. Sorry, guys. I'm not as cool in real life as I am on Facebook and YouTube in the interwebs. I think you're pretty cool. Well, you might be. Okay. I'm not biased in any way. 
mustache. Don't make me blush, but I'm, you know, it is. It's the fucking mustache. That's what it was, actually. You know. Oh, speaking of mustache, uh, Mr. Comatellis here got to film the wonderful first long part of a video I've ever done. And it was fun. I did. And awesome. And sanctuous. Sanctuous. So if you've, yeah, if you've yet to see that, you definitely should. Sam is a uh, master at the uh, editing. I'm kind of interested to see what he did with the extra footage. I mean, I know what I'd be doing with it. Be, I deleted it? I'd keep it. <laughs> it'd be in my masturbatorium. That's cool. Different strokes, different folks. You know. No, I got well, it. I can't do different strokes right now. Just try your feet. My legs don't bend that way, and when you're on... See, they call me the Mountain Jew, but everybody's disappointed when they find out it's only a three and a half inch climb. Wah, wah, wah. The old joke. Haven't heard that one at all. Nope, that one was new. <laughs> <laughs> so, you um, like to drop holiday singles. Kind of. Sort of. 2020 was boring. <laughs> I was just going to say, were you bored or was that just something you kind of planned? No, I was, I, honestly, I was just happened that way. Bored and the hot ticket items for people to drop singles, so fuck it. Let's do some singles in 2020. And I'm still kind of doing them, but after my last poll, people were like, fuck those singles. I'm like, yeah, fuck those singles. Well, who said that? My fandom. Like, two people? No. Everybody no. complained about you doing singles because they want yes. a whole album because they need a concept out of you. That's what see, they want. We don't want... See, had you... So, what people don't understand is in 2021, you did give us an album. And a new album. And I don't care if they call it a remake or not. Because it did. was new. I really did. It wasn't the same. You go and look at the track listings. There's a song missing. And, it's, and if you did it by the pre-order, you got... You... Done, that's you. That's your fault. Learn how to support. I mean, I always make pre-orders spicy. I always add extra There's shit. your... There's a reason to do it's, it. It's the same price that you're going to pay if you don't pre-order, and you usually get hooked up with something. And they're, it's just... It's just marketing. Well, it plus it stokes the artist. It yeah. helps them figure a little bit of numbers in their heads. You know, and trust me, if an artist hits enough pre-orders, they're going to start doing merch giveaways and bundles and stuff like that. I've seen it. I mean... It's not a lie, because once they know they've hit what they put into it, they're happy. And who doesn't like a happy artist? There's science. There's a method behind the madness. You know, there's a reason I pay a little more than name your price. Appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I'm not a rich man, guys. Please do not think I'm made out of money. Again, I quit drinking, so I have a couple hundred extra bucks a week that I was spending on alcohol that I could be saving. It could be, but when I die, I can't take it with me. And no, I'm not going to spoil my kids. They need to learn how to earn some stuff. Because if you don't learn how to earn it, you turn. some people turn out bad, some turn out good. My opinion is my kids are going to have to earn what they want, and I'll help them. Makes but sense. I can't take it with me, and I need something to keep me from drinking. And you guys do a wonderful job at it. Even if you drink, you still don't encourage me to drink, and I appreciate that. Nor do you look up, down upon me for not drinking, and that's awesome. That's silly. You know, you don't talk shit about it, encourage it, and it's cool. That's why I love you guys. Well, thank you. And again, if any of you guys like my support, this man will tell you. Whole re one reason why I quit drinking 
not not the complete reason. I made a complete drunk ass of myself the very first night I ever met Comatose at the Evil Squad CD release party. I uh, had annoyed a lot of people. Um, I remember a couple artists had told me to leave them alone because I was drunk and annoyed. And I just got done doing a side job, had like $900 cash in my pocket, come in drunk as shit with my nephew, got to spend 100 bucks at the bar. I mean, I bought everybody's merch, and I mean everybody's. Come up to Sam and I dropped like 300 bucks at his table, buying everything. And this is after, after, after he indulged me for 20 minutes of me trying to argue with him about what genre his music belongs into. A drunk person arguing with him. And I don't mean just drunk, I mean I had shitty, sloppy, dumb, retarded drunk that night. I, I remember it. And Sam put up with me. Sam's a good guy. Comatose is a good dude. So I dropped a bunch of merch on him and he, he showed me love that night and introduced me to Mike Fantastic, told me, well, this ain't horrorcore, so you probably won't like it. You probably think it's <laughs> whack. And uh, now I got Mike and Morgan tattooed about my ass. Yeah, that he does. And every one of you guys get love from me. And you get a podcast. We have a podcast. We have a gold record. And it's all thanks to Comatose. Because he indulged and made good music and spoiled me, and you know, Zach Surreal and Justin Strawstone and Devin and Big Dog and AP are probably the reason why 90% of these artists know me. Lyrical Front, know, I know them from Black Market Warriors, and I know Microphone Elements from Black Market Warriors, and then I about died of shock, about died of shock. When I found out microphone elements might happen to be in this room. Yeah, yeah. It's true. You know, and it, it, it's surprising because I'm one of them guys that are kind of tone deaf and sometimes think other people sound like other people. And I thought, damn, this dude's just trying to sound like Sam. <laughs> but I didn't know no, Comatose. No. I'm not one of them guys that dig into the internet and start, oh, I need to find out every little tidbit of information I can about this guy because I really don't want to know because sometimes you find out people you like just suck. And that breaks your heart. It does. So I don't like to get my heart broke that way and I'd rather just support the person I know through their art, not the person I know through the internet. And that's a good lesson to learn too. It is. You know, but with Sam, what were I? If you listen to his music, this dude has like seven thousand million inspirations in his music. This dude puts in soul. He puts in classic rock. He puts in old school hip hop, old school rap, new school sounds. What's some of your big inspirations when you first started? Music-wise, or just like like in both. general, both. Um, Music-wise, you know, I've, I've said this a million and a half times. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, that was the first tape I ever got. I got that when I was seven, I think, for my seventh birthday. It's my first record I ever owned, and uh, spun that tape till the wheels fell off. And I just progressed into other Literally, stuff. Literally, that tape does got wheels too, bro. Just so you younger cats don't know. <clears throat> yep, and then uh, that just spiraled into uh, Young MC, Kid Play, and then my uncle, who listens to a lot of rock stuff, had an Easy E tape, 
I mean, I, I, I wish I had a list on me right now, but there's probably 15 artists from the two seasons, three seasons, or whatever it was, a Studio C, that I would have, I, I probably caught their name on a flyer, and I might have been outside for a smoke break during their set because I didn't know nothing about them. Right. Um, Johnny Bliss, uh, Kid Corduroy, um, Mr. Gates. I mean, add a bit. Uh, Cutmaster Scut. Like, there's, I mean, you just, young and greedy. And I mean, they're just different genres, different stuff. Just different acts. And you brought them into your home and welcomed them and allowed them to showcase their talent on your dime. Yeah. It was. <laughs> you know, and I just want to know what was your inspiration behind it? Why would you, I mean, why, why, what kind of inspired you to do that? So, you know what Strawstone says, right? Freak people decent. And do cool shit. Do cool shit. That came for me. Do cool shit. I've been about doing cool shit with people for the longest time, ever since Surreal, long, long time ago. Seven Ways to Surreal. Remember the couple episodes back when I said that? Um, Every artist here has been connected to Surreal within seven questions. Surreal is direct. Like, well, I know, direct, but, direct. but I mean, like, I can ask anybody in this town seven questions and get to Surreal. These are seven, seven ways to Kevin Bacon, seven ways to Surreal, I guarantee you. I, I feel it. Um, Surreal is the first person who ever reached out and did something for me. He put uh, some records I was putting out back when Cutthroat first started in his shop when he had a shop on Things on Maple. He reached out to a promoter who was putting on ABK's very first Road Fools tour way back when and said, you should talk to Sam. Put him on the show. This is where he belongs. He's the first person to ever be like, hey, let's do a song for Christmas together. You want to do a horrorcore Christmas song? Fuck yeah, I do. We're going to put it on the radio. We are? Yeah, we are. That is... Just don't cuss. I said, okay, let's do that. Surreal has... And I I, I lead, or I follow by, by people who inspire me. And I want everyone was bored, stuck at home, no way to do shows. I was bored, stuck at home, no way to do shows. I have, I have grown my my internet presence organically. I've never paid for a like. I've never paid for any type of streaming service. Everything is. You guys are gonna start organic. paying me. I'm telling you. Everything's organic. People. Who, it is. Um. So I, I had a reach of over five thousand people on my Facebook page. And I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just have everyone come to my house and I'll turn on as many people as I can to all the people I've met in the scene and the people that I... Uh, Bodes, Brad Sabbath. I mean, yeah. Yes, yeah, People that I see different things in, like... Uh, Fitch, Gavin. If you, you know? if you notice the people that came on to my show, they weren't cookie-cutter people. No. They weren't people trying to be somebody else. They were their own... That's why I distinctly said everyone was different. Yeah, everyone and, had their own swag, their and, own and thing was, going on. There was a couple that kind of are like your style, you know, but there was a lot that were nowhere near you, you know, yeah. and it was so cool to see you do that. Like, I just thought that was just awesome, and I tuned into everyone, you know, and I've watched them. Somebody told me to stay off their YouTube page the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. When I have other local artists here, I usually go, when I really want to showcase somebody, 
that they never heard of that specifically is on live from Studio C, I usually pull up their live from Studio C because most of them guys, that was some of your guys' best performances. Because there was no crowd pressure, but you still wanted to give it your all. And 90% of them guys killed it. Killed yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I, I just wanted to give back. I, I don't, I'm the, I'm one of the few types of dude who cheers everybody on, whether if it's publicly or behind the scenes. I don't talk bad about nobody. I wish everybody success. You know, you see, so, whatever Surreal posts daily is always in my head. I'm like, yeah, I agree. So Same thing. On that, when you say you want to give something back, um, honestly, for me, I feel I owe you a lot. And I want to give back to you. So, I went... And Chicken Boy, <laughs> Foul Uprising, yeah. shout out. I also helped Kevin make movies. He makes movies. He's a voice actor. Um, I commissioned this before my accident, and I went and got this done, bought and paid for it. And I just want to give you something as a token of my appreciation just to you for what you do for the scene. Just as I got spoiled with that. I yeah. kind of want to spoil you with something. Okay. And, uh... Oh, a white cloth? White Look cloth. at this white cloth! This is fucking rad! Am <laughs> supposed to take it off? But this oh. is... Faces of Sam Roca. That's fucking wild, dog. Sam says it's no big deal. It's no big deal. This guy has three. That distinct, is so cool. Has three distinct rap personas, and I do want to give a huge thank you and a shout out and major love to Kevin. I gave him an idea. I told him kind of how I would like it, and he just ran with it wild. This is so. And cool. it turned out beautiful. Not as beautiful. Super as, cool. Not as beautiful as Comatose's smile, but I just seriously want to show you that I I love you and appreciate you. Thank and you. You do so much for the scene, and you deserve nice things. That is so cool. And I love things. I like want to see people do cool shit, and you inspire people to do cool shit. I'm not very artistic, but I at least want to thank, thank you. you so much. Because again, this wouldn't even be possible without you. Because, again, Mr. Gates fired hard for me to get this podcast, and I would have never have met him without you, Comatose. Well, 
Thank you. That is, and it's, this is the coolest thing I've received in a long time. So, I just wanted to do something special for you. Thank you. And I thought... High five! Very nice! Great success! Yes! Very nice! I like a you! Vanilla face! <laughs> just two homies, no, no hoes. <laughs> Give me your tears, Gypsy. Okay, sorry. Whose house is this? <laughs> you strong woman? You strong woman? Who house, Gypsy? <laughs> we can do that all day. All day. I should do Pamela. Pa uh, Pamela. <laughs> Kitten bag. <laughs> I do love some more. Oh, That's shit. so cool. Thank you, man. No, totally. Um, You're just... Uh, and I know you're a major inspiration to a lot of people in town. I mean, I... I'm the village bicycle when it comes to the local scene and I get around and I have never there's very few people in this scene that have never had a bad word spoken about them in your book. I doubt that. At least to <laughs> no, seriously, at least to me, I've never heard something that is worthwhile to be bad. Well thank you. And I, I try to like I said, I try to treat everybody fairly. I'm glad you like it. I do, I love it. There's a couple It's wonderful. Oh, you know, and then, and then Kevin, I, I, I'm glad you're getting your your medical issues under because I know that was a bit of a tie-up. And I just really want to thank you and tell you I appreciate it. Sam appreciates it. I do. Uh, I'm going to specifically edit a little clip and send it to him just so he can see it firsthand. Okay. Just because Kevin deserves to see it. He does. Kevin's a good guy. I've known him since high school, and we've also done a lot of cool shit together. And I'm telling you guys, if you want something custom made that's unique and let's just hold this up, and it's made with love, and he takes pride in his work. Again, we support local artists, not just music, but artists. And Kevin is a beautiful local artist, and I am proud to have supported him with such a great piece. And and I'm telling you, you'll go pay three, four hundred dollars for some shit out of a fucking Von Mar or one of the garbage stores when you can go drop. Same price to him, get an eight times bigger and make him happy. Mm -hmm. Go to a good cause. You know, always support local as much as possible. Let me show that off right to the camera right there. Good. Done. Done so, sucking your dick, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you, chicken boy. Your cock. Cock. All right. So now that we, now that I kind of distracted about getting into Studio C, um, you said. Your fan base is determined you don't like singles. They don't yes, like singles. Yes, correct. They, they like the I concepts. will tell you, we do like singles, but we also like albums with them singles. And right. the problem was, is everybody won't take the uglier as a new album. Because you George Lucas does. That's fine. So, if you had dropped one or two of them singles that weren't part of your album, and conned us into buying a $15 cassette tape again, and then dropped an album, you would have been a marketing genius. Instead of getting a poll telling you we don't want singles because you're not fucking Weird Al and we don't want five comatose songs a year, we want 12. We're working on it, man. We're working. Working. Shout or, out to Halloween that's coming up. Or I want a, uh, you know, new microphone elements, David. You mean a microphone elements with me? A new one? A microphone elements with me? There is no. There's, well, there's the record that came out before me, yeah, which is Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, not on it. No, I know, but I want you on it. 
Well, here's the thing. It's, it's done. Because it's done. It's and somebody done. has a pressing of it and took a picture of it and sent it to me because they're a dick. Yep. Sure do. I know you're bald, but it don't mean you really got to be a dick. Well, so, the thing is, the only thing that's holding it up is we are waiting for, and I'm going to drop. If you want your fatter day streams to go up, listen, drop it. I'm going to drop top secret science right here. So if anybody tells microphone you, elements is on my top 20 Spotify streams. We are just waiting on a super duper special limited edition package. The name of the record is called Gentleman's Game. And the cover is an SNES cart with our logo and the album title on it. The Cooper, the super cool special edition is an actual super NES cart. Sound like a load of... The game comes out, or the, the, the music comes on an SNES cart. Seems like that could be a special anniversary edition if you've been waiting this long. Basically. <laughs> You're not even wrong. The record's been probably done for what, two, two years? years. Yeah, see? See? And then by the time we get it, it's got all these old, outdated references. But the best part is, at least it sounds old, so it doesn't seem That's outdated. the point. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that was the <laughs> point. We weren't really up to date then anyways. Yup. So, we're just waiting on that. Uh, finding all the pieces and stuff to make an SNES cart run. It's a little tough. So but we've 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 got everything together except one thing. That's all we So So if you guys know what that one thing is, just help them out. That's well, I mean we, we we've got it. We're just waiting. COVID stop. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's COVID what I'm saying. Stop. Yeah. Wear a goddamn mask, get vaccinated. Don't be a dick. I ain't trying to get political but Lord Jesus, I know some of you guys have put... Well, it's not about you. It's about you. Yeah. I'm trying to keep him safe. I'm trying to keep her safe. I'm trying to keep your grandma safe. It's not, I about, love, it's I not love, about keeping me safe. I love it's my beam off. It's about keeping everybody else safe. That's the point that people don't get. You know, and I know some of you guys have put fucking baby laxative and Adderall up your nose claiming it was cocaine for 100 bucks a gram, so the least you can do is get a free fucking shot. I mean, maybe if they made it, maybe if they gave you a buzz off it, every one of you would go get it. Maybe. And they'd get the second dose for sure too. Oh, I like that. I first thought time. you were getting political. I, I, that's just joking. Okay. See, I, it was all about getting high and jokes. Jokes. Political jokes are fine. It's making a political stance that makes me feel. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Okay. It's your show, baby. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, wear a mask, keep people safe. Yep. Um, don't sneeze on the fruit at Walmart. Dicks. <laughs> I see my nephew. Showed I, that's me. another safety point. My nephew was showing me videos of that, and I just got a little... I was like, what the... You're wrong with people. So, other than ME, and other than No More Singles, and we have a new cassette coming out. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Because, um, cause, cause I'm getting fresh on you. I got a real tape, not not a, not not a, not a wannabe tape. See, real tape. See, you guys that say, "Oh, good tape, got tape." Look, he has a real tape. I got tape that I've never even opened because, again, I'm that weird ass guy that collects stuff. So I can say, "Hey, guess what? That dude from Sweden that got that fucking uglier for two hundred and forty-five dollars, suck dick. I got a cassette unopened for six hundred. <laughs> Yeah, there's some dude in Sweden or Finland or one of the Norway countries 
that is holding out on some good comatose merch for some high rates. This dude is like a fucking pirate. I mean, whatever it can get, it can get. I wish I could see that. I don't know where he got it from. He probably bought it in some garage sale while he was here as a foreign exchange student. Found it in the trash. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. It's fine. I've given up my fair share of free records, and I'm sure people are like, no, thank you. I don't know how many times people do that, and they'll just pitch it, and I'm kind of like, bro, some of the best things I've ever heard are some free mixtapes, you know, because just... Yeah, sure, it's a copyrighted song or whatever, but some of them songs they mash up and put together and rap over are some fire-ass shit. Yeah. I, I keep every CD I've ever got. Hands down, one of my favorite mixtapes of all time was from the first night I met you. The Frankenstein files oh, yeah, 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 yeah. from Evil Squad. And yep. it was just, they had so many, it's just some of that shit hit so hard and so cool. You're just like, dude, this is bad. I like... I played it a little more than Hot Pink, <laughs> and that was the CD release party. Right, right. But it's just some of that stuff hit a little harder. It was a good mashup, and the way they did it over it. Yeah. That that song there was just that one was fire. I'll, I'll, if you guys ever make another printing of those, I definitely want to get one on them. But like, I have my nephew lost it. Oh, no you son of a bitch. No respect. You know. You son of a bitch. Like, just just look at all of. Ninety percent of that's I know I, it's comatose. I cut through it actually. You got smoke break up there. You got gates up there. You got yeah, but fantastic who's up there? Whose fingers are in cutthroat? Surreal's up there. Surreal's been on cutthroat before. Evil Squad. Yep. Ninety percent of that is cutthroat. And if not associated with them, and they have or done songs produced by them. No, I, I haven't mixed and mastered that whole record. No shit. The offensive. I, I also did the artwork for that, and I just happened to have popped it on there. Yeah. See. We. I shot the, those pictures were taken in my front. Shout out Black Market Warriors. Yep. I designed that. They got a show coming up. There's my graphic art design degree at work. Ripping off comic books. That's what he said he wanted. I said okay. No, I I, I actually. Ripping off comic books. <laughs> you like how I accuse you of all kinds of shit? Just ripping off everything. I mean, it's true. The Cutthroat logo is the scissor guy from that one game. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. You know. Like Everything's fine until it's not. You know? And then at that point, who fucking cares? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Just continue the fuck on. That's right. Going through hell? Keep going. You either curl up in a ball and burn, or you fucking walk through burning. Yeah, keep e going. Either or, I mean... Curling up and burning seems kind of shitty. I think I'd rather run burning. I'd rather keep going. Just yeah. Don't stay there and die. Keep yeah. Going. That's always when my nephew kind of complained that I said, you can either curl up in a ball and die, or you just bite your lip and keep going. Like you. And honest to God, truth, your only choice is to keep going. The other choice is pretty shitty. Yeah. Complacency is a motherfucker. And again, September was Suicide Prevention Month. So, just because September's over, keep that in mind. This is dropping October 1st, that's why I said it was. Right. Now I just broke the fourth wall. It's fine. It's I totally Vince Russo this whole this whole fucking interview. It's okay. <laughs> Shout out to Vince Russo. Piece of shit. Did some fun things. Hey, according to Roddy Piper, he killed Owen Hart. <sighs> I watched this that. This is not the WrestleCast, all right? I watched the TNA interview. But he is responsible for a lot of the Attitude Era shit, and that popped off. 
Yeah, but that's because Vince was like, hold on, that's great shit. See, I bet you Russo's shit was actually probably tamer than what fucking come out. You can't. Vince is like, wait, you want to pretend like you're going to stab him with the sword? How about we pretend he cuts his dick off? As an overall person, Vince Russo is shit. But what he did for the Attitude Era, revolutionized wrestling. Facts. Actually, I don't agree with that. I go to it ruined wrestling. The Attitude Era ruined wrestling. Because even Attitude Era fans can't like AEW. Yeah, they can. They're just fucking sour as fuck. Because it ruined it. Because the Attitude gave us too much and one right after a bat. I would, dis- I would disagree. Did it vaulted us from cartoons? I think to fucking. It's just the internet. We didn't have the internet then. To yes, check we everything. did. We didn't have Facebook where we could see everybody's thoughts about what they think about everything. Well, if you were a nerd like me, you did have buddies that printed off sheets for you to read at home. But it was. But the sheets. But the sheets were just dirt sheets. They weren't Joe stab ass. Yeah, but it was still Dave Meltzer. It wasn't Joe Stabass's fucking response to Eddie Humperton's thought about AEW. You're a fucking dude, man, this stuff sucks. You never saw that. You just you would talk to your homies and be like, bro, did you catch the show last night? That's what happened. You're actually true on that. I don't think there was much toxicity among this is garbage. It's just the world is a different place. It, it was more of, well, and I think also because neither one of them were doing a good job at keeping fucking... Mint Carter's busy right now. But you're right. This ain't wrestle talk. Let's get back to our main thing. So we Thank found you. out what you like to do outside of wrestling. Well, you we were talking about my tape. What, what, was, what was the question? You're new to <laughs> You veered so far off. I told you this interview might be a little different than the rest, guys. This is this is what happens when I have a guy that actually turns me into a true fanboy when he sits next to me. Oh. And it don't matter how many times I talk and meet to him. And if he gives me birthday cards with custom stickers... It's still a fanboy experience. So your new <laughs> single that yeah. is dropping. Yeah. What songs are featured on there? There's two of them. Because um, I believe this s- bad boy we'll has talk one. About, we'll talk about the second two. one first. Yeah, that has two. Yep. Is it going to drop the same way this one did? Relatively, with, yes. With the instrumentals? Exactly. Okay. And you will only get the instrumentals on the cassette. You'll only get the acapellas on the cassette. Songs, the actual individual songs, will be available digitally. That way, if you want to rap over either one or remix his acapella, it's on fucking tape. Yup. Um, but uh, the second song on there is called uh, Happy Acres to Black Blood, which, if you know anything of my catalog, Happy Acres Institution for the Reality Based Challenged is where Asylum started. Black Blood Cemetery is where Cryptic started. So it's like the story in between that. I made Sam, the song. Sam Fantastic even mentions Black Blood Cemetery in his solo album. See? So, again, it is important to listen to other artists to get the whole mythology of coma. There, there, there is a coma verse that has stories and familiar places. Coma verse! Yeah. So that song's called Happy, Happy Acres to Black Blood. And then the song, the number one song, the reason why I made this, is called The Revenant. My daughter turned me on to a game called Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia is fucking fun. If you like paranormal shit and the ghost shows and blah, 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 this is basically just a virtual version of going on a ghost hunt, except you can die. And you can play it in VR, so like 
the ghost will breathe down your neck and you can hear it breathe in your neck. It can throw shit, it can knock on the windows, it can giggle, it can yell at you. The game's really fucking fun. So, and the worst ghost in the game is called the Revenant. And Jason is also a Revenant, technically speaking. What Jason is in, in, in spiritual terms is a Revenant. He's a haunting spirit that is in a physical manifestation that cannot die. Correct? Is he that? Yes, he is. So anyway, so I did a song called The Revenant. I love you. And I love you too. <laughs> the song's called The Revenant, and uh, with that song, we're, we're doing something that I'm not going to talk about, but we're doing something with that. And uh, everything will be, everything will come to light October 23rd. It's building up starting <coughs> September 25th, and will end October 23rd. So there's a whole month of fun shit that I'm doing for much, this single. How much are the tapes? 13 bucks? 11.99 plus shipping. And you get two raffle tickets. Three raffle tickets? Three. And it's a rigged system. Last time he did it, he, uh, okay, so, um. Last time was fucking awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. She doesn't know how to say Adam Albert right, so the YouTube video got reported and banned. So that was you. <laughs> you were the one who got my comatose page taken down. Maybe she should. My be entire fucking catalog of things that are no longer replaceable. That's your fault. Okay. Thank you for the painting. <laughs> oh, well, it's not that hard to pronounce Adam Albright. I would have accepted the Jew boy, the Mountain Jew, douchebag. No, I'm kidding. I didn't report it. It was actually the probably most genius raffle announcement I'd ever seen. He acted like he was holding this girl hostage and held a gun to her and made her hold this note and it was like a ransom note and she goes and reads it and it was the winner of the raffle. Kind of. And, yeah. That's that's the reader's digest. Yes. And it was very intense. Actually. It, it was, was because after we filmed the first vignette I went up to Brandy and said, Brandy, are you okay? She's like, I'm having a fucking ball. I'm like, okay, because I feel really weird what we're doing. She's like, no, I'm loving it. I'm like, okay, we can continue. So then we went on with the other two episodes. Because I felt like we're, we're kind of being really fucking mean to her. Yeah, it was it was really intense. It all, I can see how you got in trouble for it. But, I mean, I think there was even a disclaimer on it. There was. And I mean, so like, like so when you say people got Orson Welles, it's a, Komatos totally caused an Orson Welles with it. That's how I met my wife, actually. She saw that video and said, what the fuck is this Alicia shit? Or her exact quote, what is this Alicia business? And I'm like, it's a, it's, I explained the whole thing to her. I was like, I'm just holding an online raffle. And I was doing Alicia's it. illiterate. That's fine. I don't care. It said Adam Malbergen. Oh my God, he's still on this. I forgot whose fucking name she read. It's fine. It was, no, it wasn't. It was the wrong name. Just like on a concert flyer when you look at your favorite band and they misspell Omaha as like Kansas City or, uh -huh. or fucking uh -huh. Chicago. It's like, dude, that's not how you spell Omaha. It's fine. Everything's um, fine. So, we're doing a raffle again. What's I think, the, what, I think what, <laughs> this is where you're going with it. Yeah. Yes. What's the deal with the raffle? Um, this raffle, anybody... Because you can buy separate tickets, I see. You can buy one ticket. Because yep. I wanted people who were like, ah, fuck your cassette. I'm just going to get the digital. You have a chance to get a raffle too. Um, basically, it's a one-of-a-kind, just like I did last raffle. Uh, I made a one-of-a-kind pressing of my basement tape on karaoke. Cryptogenic for the first one. Ooh. This one is a pumpkin-shaped vinyl. 
with the Revenant on one side and Happy Acres to Black Blood on the other side. The vinyl itself is shaped like a full pumpkin. So that's what that raffle's for. There will be only two in existence. One is for me and one is for you, whoever wins. So and if it ain't me, you know you should really all we're gonna do bro i'm gonna do the same thing put names in the hat pull them out i'm gonna put the first one i know whoever I'm, it I'm gonna is, do it so i can read your name whoever it is me does not really want it and you know oh. you don't want it when oh. you win it so you should just you know skip to him i mean this hand will be better by then i guarantee you and i'll be like rookie of the year my thumb will be so strong you won't imagine the thing. It'll like, squeak. It'll, oh, it'll just be so fast. I might, I'll probably break my thumb close, or break my palm closing my thumb. Like, what the hell was that? Like, I just blew out my whole wrist. Be all right. Imagine. So. <laughs> well, it happened in a high-speed reach-around incident. Is that what you're telling me? Uh huh. Okay. Well, because when you, you know the. With the trannies, it helps if you do a reach around because it feels like the three and a half inches is poking through. So I feel a lot bigger than normal. Glad I don't live here. <laughs> My wife's probably not going to watch this episode, so I'm safe. Good. <laughs> she doesn't need my music poisoning her. So after the raffle and everything, do you have... I know we have Son of a Witch music video in the works. Yeah, that is October 9th. We'll film that. Um, we're going to drop that probably Devil's Night, October 30th. Nice. So, I mean, I give. During during the month of October, I fucking give. That's why this uh, episode's dropping October 1st at 12 a.m. Because that slot belongs to the man, the myth, woo -woo. the legend, Kovatos. That guy, right here. This hand's not, not me. That guy. And, and, and I, I got bit by comatose first time I met him because yeah. you get bit if you want a picture. Well yep. worth it. Yeah, you get bit if you want a picture without the mask. Otherwise, yep. I, got, I will stand next to you in the mask and just take a picture. Because that's what you you do if you want to be a fan. I'm pretty sure you probably regretted it. No, 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 no. I, I've bitten a lot of people. I've probably bitten 50 or so people for pictures. Because I'm such an awesome fan, and Comatose's wife is so awesome, I got wonderful custom coasters yep. that are, I, so these are like them broken heart pieces, I have two and he has two, the matchies, the matching twinsies. You're it's not cool. the only one, but there's other people who have them. I'll shatter your heart right now. No, you're not. Okay, you're the only person. Yep, I'm the only one. Lie to me. It's like, I, it's I, like See, I can do pinkies, not thumbs. I knew what I was doing. So then, we have the music video for Son of a Witch. Mm -hmm. Any, you cooking up any ideas oh, for an album? Oh, yeah. Because I know how many times you threaten to retire, and I'm, a, I'm done with comatose, and I'm stepping out of the game. I don't care if you do live that, shows. That's, that's like every other month, at least. Now that I know you, I don't care if you do live shows, because I'll just have you come play in my backyard. I'm fine with that. That's right. That's, I'll do it. That's that's and and honestly, when he says he will, and you hit him up and schedule it and book it, and he likes you, it's it's a fun experience. It's well worth it. It's, I bring my own sound too. Oh, and he brings a lot of fun and a lot of shit talking, and um, 
picks songs he knows. That's what happens when you pick songs they don't know. But that's what happens when you have 187 fucking songs, 190 songs. At least. You know, if you throw in cryptic and everything, you a lot. There's too much. I I had a running catalog of. And I make a joke because I tell everybody that I probably know more Comatose songs than Comatose does. He is my number one streamed artist on Spotify, and that's not because I put him on repeat and go to sleep. That is actual organic s- streams. Yes. Because. Yes. So you're the one who's responsible for my check every other three months, every quarter. Your little check. Yeah, my little tiny check. Because it gets a bigger check when I buy from Bandcamp. And Bandcamp takes their share too, though. Yeah, but they, they tend to be a little fairer on you guys. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I've, I've done a little math on it, and Bandcamp is probably the best option for you guys if you're going to buy digital music for them to get their money if they get Bandcamp. It's oh, show! Sure. It's just a better way for them to get. Plus, you can download it in like different file formats, like FLAC, uh, oh, MP3, Wave, stream it, and everything. Yep. You know, you can make it into burnable copies. Yep. So it's it's nice. You can actually download the album art and all that shit. Like I really like Bandcamp. It's very user friendly. It's Sam uses it. Comatose does. I do. Um, I've I bought been using a lot it for of... a long time. Um, I bought, the funniest thing is, is actually I was a huge Nerdcore fan, and I love MC Lars, he's done a personal suicide song for my wife, for her dad, and it turns out, Comatose has done a song with the Nerdboy. We have a, we have a story to pass, me and MC Lars. Uh, so does Mike Fantastic in a Twitty Roar. Yeah. That's probably why I don't get... It's because of me. (laughs) That's probably why I don't get MC Lars in Omaha now, because this motherfucker's like, dude... All of a sudden, you liked me. Now you're friends with these guys, huh? We opened for him when he was here. That kind, of, that kind of started the whole thing. He really dug our set and was like, "Oh, you guys are dope. Your DJ's dope. Let me get one of your shirts. Want to do a shirt trade?" So he took one of our shirts. We took one of his. He wore our shirt. There's like pictures of him and the principal shirt on tour. It's like it's fucking sweet. And then I'm like, "Hey, MC Lars, you want to do a song?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to do a song." I said, "Cool." So I said, "Here's the topic." I sent it to him. And I said, you need to open your first bar with hi, my name is, and your real name, and then go from there. Didn't do it. At all. So I wrote him back. I said, hey, Lars, thanks. I appreciate your time. Did you not send him the money for the feature? He did it it for free. He did it out of the kindness of his heart because he did what we were doing. 100%, which was cool. And that's why I wrote him a letter back and said, I appreciate you taking out the time to do this. This is not what we were looking for. But, uh, you know, I, I made it very formal, very nice. So you dissed his verse, he said. Because he missed the mark. How am I going to fit a verse that doesn't stay on topic? With the topic? Why didn't you rewrite the song? It's MC Lars. Because it's MC Lars. That's why you rewrite the song. No, I, I would do... his lyrics he no, gives you. only person I've done that for is someone else, and he's not on that level. Do you know that's how bitches come about from Insane Clown Posse? Yeah. They the asked, ODB thing, yeah. Yeah, they asked Because they set up eight bars, and they were just random shit, and they're yeah. like, well, we're going to make a song out of this. He was like, uh, I paid for this. How do I make a song? And then OBD, I think he actually died a little before the fucking album even come out. Yep. And so they're like, fuck, I can't even get him to respit it. And that's how Bitches come out. And Bitches is one of the hardest songs. See, you could have had one of your hardest fucking songs come out if you would have just ICP'd it instead of comatose it. Tap the brakes. The story isn't done. So I sent him the message. He replies back and said, he was very salty about it. I wish I still had the email. <laughs> he's, basically, he's like, 
You wasted my time. You should have asked YT Cracker to do the song. Have a good day. I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. You have a good day. Damn, he dissed Whitey Cracker like that? Hold on, the story's not done. Two weeks. You like how I know Whitey Cracker? Because you're into nerdcore. Yeah, he's an internet hacker. Two weeks later, he sends me an email back and apologizes. He says, I'm sorry I went off on you. I'm having a rough time. I'll go ahead and rewrite the verse and send it to you. Probably when he went through his quarter life crisis. I don't know what was going on in his life, but he did indeed rewrite the song. And his song opened up, Hi, My Name is Andy. And went on without a hook. Or without a, without a hitch. I said, thanks, man. You nailed it. You did it 100% what I needed. This is great. Sadly, the group broke up. The song never got released. He was pissed. He might... <laughs> and MC Lars somehow had some inner... Some, some type of Twitter thing where they came across each other. And Mike's like, oh, yeah, I'm in the principles. And then basically... MC Large is like, fuck those guys. There's no principles. They, they fuck fuck, those guys. They made me feel bad about a fucking song that I re-recorded, and then the cocksuckers don't release it. Mm -hmm. so, so, that, that's the beef. So you totally douched it. So no, the group fell apart. Like, I, the guy I was... Do you know how many with. bands fall apart and this shit still comes out? Maybe not. But do you at least... Hold on, hold on. You at least could have put it on Napster. Time out. Could have told him it's on Napster. Time because out. he got a song called Download Time the Song. Time out. Time out. He probably wouldn't have had a problem with it. Be yeah. <laughs> had personal beef with MC there, there is still a MC Lars song with you guys on Bandcamp. Yeah, because that was the song. I put it yeah, out. Yeah, I know. It's still out. Yeah, I put it out. Did up. you ever tell him you put it out? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> then he probably still got animosity. And you could be like, look, bro, if I put the song out 12 years later. I got one guy to buy it, and we're talking about it on this podcast. It's fine. MC, MC Lars is fine without me. Who happens to have... Oh, look it. Stevie is not punk rock. Also, you know what's not punk rock? Hot Topic. Yep. Let's ICP see. Throw Blankets? Nope. Not punk rock. That's right. See, I don't just local, listen to local music. I love all kinds of independent music. As do I. I listen to a lot of weird shit. You know, as long as it's independent, I give it a spin. Oh, if it's on the radio, it's there's a reason it's on the radio. It's not much content. I don't like a lot of mainstream shit. I, I listen to a lot of weird things. It's fun. It's like my sex life. I like it a little variety and spicy, but all independent. Do you like your sex life like, like basketball? What, nine on one, on, one on one and a little as dribbling as possible? Uh, I like a nine on each side. <laughs> kind of like how my... Facial hair grows in like Joe Durte, nine on each side and shit. <laughs> Put an E at the end, Durte. This is not bedroom talk. It's, well, I try to make it and it doesn't. It's like when uh, the other day I was trying to give her the propeller and she starts giggling and I asked her why she's laughing and she told me it looked like I was flicking a light switch up and down. And I said, well, I'm flicking it so hard you should be having a seizure from the flashing lights. Uh -huh. It was like a fucking dick of discotheque. <laughs> discotheque. <laughs> oh, shit. This, this interview has gone off the rails. It is. Off it's, the fucking rails. It's, it's going to be one of the highest rated, least rated. It'll be all right. It's, no no one's going to watch this. It's fine. It's, everything's fine. The 36 people that don't watch it, thank you guys. Thank I appreciate you, you guys. Um, so other than a couple CDs and stuff in the works, we know what you like to do, Al. Um, Local inspiration. Actually, real. Uh, my 
I wouldn't say they were local inspirations. I, I looked up to these people as these are guys like Noise Wave was inspiring. Yeah, like Noise Wave wasn't like my vibe. Like I wasn't into party music, but I appreciated what they did, their work ethic. You didn't like Hey Jimmy? No, not really. I mean, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, now it's just the porn party vibe. I wasn't really into. That's kind of how I learned about them was through say hi to Jimmy and then. You know, just run it they reminded me a lot of uh, Gigi Allen meets Beastie Boys. That's fair. That's actually fair. Um, so, so Noise Wave, uh, Articulate, I really dig. I, I dug his record when it came out. Uh, Max Fisher was pretty cool. Fact, uh, uh, old heads. Articulate was on uh, live from Studio C. Full circle. And the weird, works. weird thing was, like, I talked to Articulate. I was like, "Do you even know what I do?" He said, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "You do?" Like, yeah, I've heard about you. Get out of here. It's like, yeah, you do this horror music. It's like, it's not like ICP. It's way more serious. I'm like, holy shit, you do know what I do. Well, it's, that's cool. It's actual storytelling. Well, ICP tells stories. They're just yeah, humorous. Jump stories. Yeah, my, my shit's more uh, George Romero type shit. More Ari Aster. See, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like, but yeah, uh, what, what was your? Oh, just uh, inspiration. Yeah. Those three were probably the most inspirational. All right. Um, so I got a couple of them we we towards the end with. Okay. Um, which one do I want to end with? All right. All right. If you can go back and tell the younger you spitting into the karaoke machine, just a little bit of advice. What would you tell yourself? Stop now. Don't sign with SKR. Stop now. Don't ever do it. It's going to ruin your life. Ruin it? Yeah, man. I, I've ruined his life. I know. It's not you. Here. It's I have I have right gone here. through a lot of personal tumultuous stuff choosing music over other things. And that's the that that is the true way to succeed in music is making hard decisions. To leave your family, to not buy food, to not go to your kids things to not do this to succeed at all costs that is how that, that's the secret to making this work because let's be honest SKR Satanic, Brazzakel Concrete, those three not very lyrical not very hard on the mic beats are okay because Satanic can make some beats but were they successful? Yes, that was their day job. They did not go to work. No, they they, they marketed they themselves. They went on tour. They pressed up Mad Merch. They made lots of money. Why? Because that was their end all be all to succeed. Every day, all day, 12 hours a day, they, they ate and slept music. There's a lot of things that I've done in my past that now that I'm older, I, I don't do. Family comes first. Friends come first. Shit like that. You know, I, I might have told myself to make smarter decisions in my past. Because I've given it everything I think I can because I'm not comfortable with leaving my family unit or quitting my job or making irresponsible decisions like that. I would probably tell myself to make more informed based decisions on that type of stuff. Because I've, I've caused some problems in my personal life a few times probably not. All right. Other, or I would tell myself, 
Go be a fucking hermit and make it work. Just don't don't have a family. Don't fucking get a girlfriend. If you want this to be your fucking thing where you succeed, Learn go fucking do it. Rub it off. Yeah. Just fucking go do it and don't bring other people with you because it's not for them. When you're on the road, the only thing you need is cantaloupe, put a hole in it, stick it in the microwave. Are you kidding? After well, you use after the person I was with for six years cheated on me. I was on the road to eighteen hundred. You know what the road to eighteen hundred is? Eighteen hundred dollars, so I could buy one of them life-size sex dolls. I would have told myself either buy one of those sex dolls, I would or invest in your family. I wouldn't have wasted money on that. I would have bought a ninety-eight cent cantaloupe. <sighs> it goes bad. You eat it when you're done. Frosting? Fuck yeah, cream filled. Why the hell would you not eat it? I gotta go again. <sighs> Yeah, see, leave the seeds in there at first. They probably feel real good. No, I, I, I would have to say no. No. <laughs> you must be one of them weirdos that are in the normal things. I'm sorry. So my final question. Yeah. To turn this back to a normal route. Please. I like to end with what would your dream? Two, three, people, a dream for you to work with. Living, dead, dead living. And living dead? Yeah. So dead living and living dead. Yep. Living, a- I've, a- living any- I've done it. Anything, any job. Living, I've done it. I've Two of my heroes, Cage, Chino Excel, done. Untitled. Huh? Untitled. Untitled. Oh, the, key, the Chino Excel thing? Yeah, that's oh, a song. Yeah. It's not untitled. It's supposed to be just attached onto the last song. Yeah, but it comes track. up on Spotify because as SKR, SKR did that. They're like, oh, we got to feature the song separately because it's got Gino XL on it. That's not what I wanted, but thanks anyways. Well, they wanted more streams. They sure did. Um, Again, they know how to market. So no. they made it their day job. So I've done my living. Comatose. I've done my living collabs. Okay. The only dead collab I would like would be Easy Eat. Um, that would be dope as fuck. I was actually tossing around the idea of getting a little easy on a song. But you could do any music genre. You got Elton John on a piano if you wanted. Hip hop sort of sounds like. I don't. I don't have any aspirations. You wouldn't want. You wouldn't want Prince. No. Me and Prince would not mesh. And like he. Okay, maybe Prince on some production because he can do anything production wise. See. See? But, I'm trying to get you to think outside but, the but box. But if I were to get production, I would go to either DJ Quick or Pete Rock. Listen to this hip hop snob. I kind of am. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Just like somebody don't like Dye Weed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Easy E would be the, the vocal wise. Um, Living Death. What does that mean? Explain that one. You know, somebody that should be dead, but there's living. You know, like Keith Richards or <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah. I have no idea who's living dead. I've never thought about that. There's a couple of them. Is there? So I've got not, not Keith Richards. Keith Richards. I'm not, I'm not, Ozzy. I'm not stumping me. Man. They should be dead. I'm good. But they're alive. I don't need Ozzy. Come on, they did a crazy train hip hop rap song. Why would you want? That's true. Ba-da, 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 ba
Just so you know, if you, didn't, if you didn't watch the Mr. Gates interview, I did. He is a uh, the nut, the nut. Yeah, I know and, that. And you hate No Limit. I do. I do. So No Limit is the responsibility for the downfall of quality hip hop. Except for it gave us Mr. Gates. So uh, how? Partly, he would have found something. So, so I think you gotta kind of ease your hatred. On the no limit, mystical stone. We'll say that. Cause uh, more. Oh yeah, I got a I got an interview dropping where <laughs> mystical gets brought up too. Cause in Mr. Gates we bring up about Morgan and mystical, and I have to bring up Morgan. You're in another episode of mystical because mm-hmm. mystical gets dropped again. Mystical's dope. He was the dopest one. Oh, on mystical on killed more. <clears throat> Audacity Jones believes mystical killed hip hop. That was masterpiece. That's my opinion. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. And since everything is These fine... These are opinions. And opinions are like assholes. Everyone stinks. And every once in a while, they get fucked and fingered. Facts. Facts, because even straight dudes get fingered for colon cancer. Because some, <laughs> some of them pussies get knocked out. I'm going to tell the doctor to leave me awake. I'm going to watch the video. <laughs> I want to feed it. It's going to be on the I want to know how much love you're giving me. That's right. Endoscopy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so on that note. Yeah, this note. I do want to thank Comatose, the man, the myth, the legend, the three faces of Mr. Sam Roca, a marketing genius, a local icon, a just an inspiration and aspiration to the local scene. You guys should thank him, aspire to be him, and honestly, he's a hundred percent tramp stamp approved. There it is. Read him a week, suckers. <laughs>